0: Hey, you busy? Mm -mm. Okay, let me run something past you real quick. I'm gonna go ahead and give you a disclaimer. I am super hype, yo. (laughs) I feel like I could run a tri-marathon right now. Super excited. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something about your favorite homegirl. You know the number one way, or one of the number one ways to hype me up? Give me a good inspirational underdog story. Listen, (laughs) yo, I'm literally, I'm trying to compose myself because I'm trying not to scream in your ear for the entire conversation. But let me tell you something. Um, okay, I'm gonna try to get my words because at this point I just can't. Yo, I went on this impromptu, but clearly very Holy Spirit led rabbit tunnel hole whatever you want to call it of looking up all things Steph Curry. I wanted to know first I was it started with me looking at at highlights of certain things. Um I wanted to watch Buzzer beaters, right? Cause, like, listen, I love to hear the "Oh, he got it at the buzzer!" That had like all of that hypes me. Say what you want, I'm from New York, yeah. So that kind of stuff hypes me up. So I went from watching that to like, okay, and then you know how on YouTube they recommend other things. So I went from watching highlights on other games that was like oh phenomenal shots that were made blah 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 and then of course it went to you know halfway court threes and deep threes and whatever and then slowly but surely something came up with Steph Curry and I was like oh, okay you know chef with the three we already know but then I I saw like a small documentary and I believe offhand it was titled like doubters or something with the word doubt in it and I was like hmm. Huh? Because you know you can't just throw that word out. I need to. What y'all talking about in here? Like, let me let me peek <laughs> peek in here real quick. And when I watched that, yo, I gained a totally different, renowned respect for this man. Like, I don't want to do it, but gotta do it. I Ain't gonna hold you. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. very much because let me explain something to everybody wants to applaud at the highlights everybody wants to applaud at whatever the real is of choice but let me tell you something that makes me applaud i applaud a person that has transparency i applaud a person that has persevered through anything that was placed in front of them i applaud the person that's like look that's who i was but you gotta clap for where i'm at like listen i know i started off with ingredients that look short of a meal but let me tell you something when you put faith and you go ahead and you persevere and you put in the work ethic and you do what needs to be done. You cannot tell me that it doesn't come out pink with a winner. Like I am super inspired by Curry. And if you haven't seen it, I need you to go ahead and just find it. Like type in doubt, Stephen, stuff Curry, whatever the case may be. But there's so much that I learned, so much so that he inspired me to want to pick up the phone and have a conversation with you. I hate the fact that life, the people in it, and the glamour of it all wants to silence, you know, the things that are not applaudable and then real loud say, yeah, I'm a billionaire. I'm a this, that and a third. But it's like, can I, can I say something? You're more relatable. Your story is more inspiring. You are more, you encourage people more when you tell people what your ingredients were because everybody is, is thinking like, okay, of course, if you're, you know, six, eight, and you got this particular pounds and you're strong and you got, of course, it was made to be that way. You know, Michael Phelps, all the commentators was like, yo, he was built to swim. The dude got feet that's like fins, his arms are long, like his, his body mechanics and the way that he is structured, the way that God made that particular clay, it was obvious, sir, you finna be swimming or you're going to really, really just love being a human dolphin. I don't know what you want to tell you, but what happens when your structure, your ingredients and everything that is literally natural to you, the world says you're not qualified for the thing you feel called in. Watching Steph Curry, number one, did not know the grandbaby's name was not Steph. <laughs> okay, um, the grandbaby's name is Wardell Stephen Stephen rather, uh, Cordell something like that. Uh, I don't want to mess up his whole name, but that baby is a, a a second. Yeah, low key, he's a junior. Okay, um, and I was like, hold on. Not only did you skip past the uh Wardell part. Not only did you, uh, matter of fact, let me go ahead and give you the whole name. I wanted to make sure it was right. It's Wardell Stephen Curry II. So so you a junior. <laughs> That's what you are? Not only was Buddy able to go ahead and get y'all to completely forget that his first name uh, is Wardell. Not only are we not calling him Stephen, Grandbaby made himself a household name when we just know him as Steph. Except for the Pots boy. You understand? And that was the initiating spark of my interest. Like, hmm. Because his father was on uh, Charlotte and a couple of other teams, but he was a renowned NBA player in his day. I believe the the 80s or so and so he wanted to follow obviously his father's steps and so he went ahead and he was trying to get into a Virginia school with his father's alma mater and he's playing in high school but in high school he reached I think the documentary said he was 5'7 125 like when you look at the pictures because I'm not good with heights and weights I can't look at somebody and say oh you look like you're about that pound I don't know about it I could tell you about a height can't really tell you about a pound but looking at that grand Baby, he looked like he was a sixth grader. Yeah, he looked like, Oh, it's so cute. Where's your mom? Like, <laughs> probably in ninth grade. You see what I'm saying? And so, all of that was playing against him. And this boy is exposed to this lifestyle. He's Playing basketball with his dad. He's seen his dad play basketball. He's trying to pick up the same talent. He picked up baseball and some other stuff, but he was like, basketball just felt more natural, which is ironic because he probably was in the lining with his wiring and his build and all that to do better in another sport according to the world standards. But he stayed true to his heart. He said when he picked up the basketball, it felt more at home than any other sport. So I was like, yo, shouts out to Young Curry for understanding. Yo, I'm going to be authentic to myself. I don't care if y'all want me to put this helmet on. I don't care if you want me to do anything with these cleats. But what I will tell you is that all of this is cute, but what feels like home to me is when I dribble this ball. And so that was just like, I I love the fact that he had parents that honed his heart and not his structure. I love the fact that who God entrusted to cover him did not smother his true inner desires. How many times you you told somebody close to you what you really wanted to do, and they kind of deflated your balloon real quick? Joseph in the Bible, he told his brothers his dream, and they were like, eh, we finna kill you. (laughs) You understand? So it's not unheard of that you can tell somebody something that's in your heart, something that God may have told you, something that you feel really passionate about, and then the people closest to you pop that bubble to the point that sometimes you can't even prepare it back. So shouts out from Mama Curry, Daddy Curry, Sonia and Waddell Sr. Seeing him, seeing his stature, dad is tall and being like, well, if this is what you want, <laughs> you're going to have to work for it. So he's playing in high school he's playing he's getting closer to you know trying to get college reps and he's like yo let me try to see if my father's alma mater the virginia school that he went to let me see if they'll go ahead and give me you know some play because you know i'm trying to get into the nba like my dad right wrong they literally looked at him and was like we're not gambling on you sir and so instead of the full scholarship that they thought he was going to have he was like they pretty much offered him, you know, come on for a year. Let's see how you do, and then we'll discuss how we carry you. So he said that felt like a slap in the face. And if he was going to pay for school, he was going to pay for something that was closer, this, that, and the third. So he ended up not going to the, school, the college that he wanted, not really doing exactly what he wanted, but it was like, okay, he went to college, and he did some stuff. His father noticed very early that when he was performing his shots, because he wasn't strong, so he's not shacking it up. He's not pushing people and doing you know all the Shaquille O'Neal kind of things. He wasn't super athletic. So he wasn't real like, you know, running around the court doing what needs to be done kind of thing. He wasn't Air Jordan with the tongue out situation. And so he had to work with what he had. And what he had was a killer three-pointer at times or a killer shot. So the thing about that is the commentators were not shy about verbalizing what he was short of. You know, he's little, he's not strong, he's not a finisher, his shots are not really following through, he's not the one that you want to get the ball at the game-winning shot, this, that, and the third. And the part about that is that same commentary pretty much followed him into the NBA, especially his rookie year. And so his father said he was noticing that when Steph would throw the ball, he would throw it at his waist up because he was short. So, his father made him practice throwing his shots from his ear above his head. And uh, Seth Curry, which is Steph's brother, was like, Yo, they spent all summer in that backyard. Like, Steph was crying. He didn't want to do it no more. But his father kept making him practice and making him practice and making him practice. And then, not only that, you think the enemy's just going to let you go ahead and walk into your greatness? You think the enemy doesn't know, like, yo, he was once an angel. He kind of has some insight on what God really has anointed and called you for. So what better than to put particular hurdles in your life, plant particular situations around you and certain people to go ahead and try to detour what God is trying to make your destination. Like, I really want us to pause for the cause. Like, I really want us to understand that there are two operating factors in life. It's the kingdom of darkness and the the kingdom of light, right? And it's just, that's the bottom line. Either it's God or it's not. And it's not a coincidence, the certain things that people have to face and defeat. It is all aligned to be a carbon copy To be the one thing that detrails and defeats a person because the enemy cannot take away somebody's promise. He can go ahead and just make someone he can convince, he can persuade, or he can defeat. He can do all these other different things that will attack the emotional side of you so that you will never push through to the other side of that and get to what God has for you. So what a coincidence that, you know, when Moses was supposed to rescue people, that now of a sudden it's this literal, literal law out that any Hebrew woman that gave birth to a boy throw him in the Nile River. Yeah, it, it, it's ironic that the Nile River he was supposed to die in is the Nile River that the princess, Pharaoh's daughter, found him in. And that when Pharaoh and them were chasing Moses and them, once they did go ahead and escape a few chapters later, that Moses splits the Red Sea. And what does Pharaoh die in? Water. Yeah, let me explain something to you. Your dad has the laugh, laugh, last laugh, right? Um, not to be cocky or anything, but um, there's an app for that. <laughs> yeah, God got something for that. Yeah, don't think that because all that you went through is going to go in vain. Everything, everything. Everything that has ever been in your life is going to be used for your good. He promised it. He said it in Romans 8.28. If God said it, then it's going to be done. Point blank the period. You tried to kill him in water, you will now have to die in water, sir. Like catch that, for real, for real. You see what I'm saying? And so Curry went ahead and had these two surgeries that he had to have done on his right ankle. So in the flesh, you will look at it like, come on, bruh. You got the short stature. He not putting on no weight. (laughs) Definitely got his build from his mom. Shouts out, she's gorgeous, but you very much are not giving the NBA that he needs, ma'am. Thanks. Then you got the commentator seeing stuff already breaking the spirit of anybody who even wanted to persevere in that area. Then on top of that now have the ankle issue. So he got, um, you have injuries and surgeries and you want people to bank on you and they like, but you ain't even showed that you bringing anything to the team yet. Oh my, what kind of mindset would one have to have? to jump over all those hurdles to get to the promised land what kind of mindset and so when he went and was off season yo the trainings that they had this boy doing i could tell now why you hitting threes from <laughs> from the stadium sir like why did i was some of them i was looking at well, why, why they got him pressing like you know how the simon says the light go going on like boom 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 they had like these little circle things that were on the wall. He's dribbling the ball with one hand and then the light goes on. He got to hit it with the other hand. It's like they had him on a hand and eye combo extravaganza. I was just like, so what does that have to do with basketball? But let me explain something. When people put you in a box, the way that you got to execute and exercise on the off season, you got to get out the box. Like, yeah, I know that you're thinking, oh, you know, all I do is sing for a living, but you have to get on that treadmill and do that. Breath control. There's certain things that you're going to have to work harder at, work a little bit more efficient in. There's some things that you're going to have to really just ask God to give you anointing that makes you set apart. Because whatever this man did in the gym, it is truly being displayed on the court and a lot of people think that you can go ahead and get 7 hours worth of sleep, just make sure you eat and good roll over and then you get a championship. For some it doesn't work like that. I mean, you could get a championship as a matter of fact, you can get a championship ring by just sitting on the bench, but you ain't really make no you ain't really make no noise like does anybody know your name? Like if you was like, "Oh, such and such is on the Golden State Warriors." Would you be like, "Who?" Would you have to squint to hear them? You see what I'm saying? Like it's the goal to just be in the room or is the goal to be the most excellent one in your craft? You see what I'm saying? Like when I used to work at a particular company and they were giving out stock and, and profit shares and all that, everybody who worked there got it, including the janitor. But did you really put in the work that the people were doing to bring in? You see what I'm saying? It's like, mm, not looking frowned upon on anyone, but if you're in the room, sometimes you get to feed off of the food that's being served. I don't want to just be nibbling off of whatever's there. I want to be the person that had conversations that took the room to the next level. I want to be the one that performs in a way that when you leave you remember my name there's something about me that's unique and to put an imprint on you so that when you're in a room with anybody else you have no choice but to remember me You see what I'm saying with that And so I'm watching Curry do his thing and I'm watching the how he's trying to rise above you know the two surgeries and and the ankle and I'm like yo this is I was watching it already knowing where he's at but just like bro how did he This is defeated. But let me tell you something. Not only did this boy, he said literally, he did a press conference and was like he wanted to be the poster child for anyone who ever wanted to truly walk out their beliefs. That if you truly had faith in in God and really worked hard. And, and was relentless in what it is that you want, that you can receive whatever. And I was like, yo, I saw when buddy put, I can do all things. And he wrote that on a permanent marker on his sneaker, probably on the right foot. Who knows? But the fact that he was unapologetically loud about who he serves, I feel like God honors that. I feel like God honors the people that are like, yo, <laughs> regardless of what everybody else is saying, you're going to muffle your ears and make sure that you look up at me. Every time you do a three, you're going to go ahead and look up and do that whole thing. Like you're going to keep acknowledging me, sir. Do you understand that God honors character? That when he really is honoring people, he's really just lifting up the people who honor him. Like it's not difficult that, or it's not strange that he is in the position that he's in now. I am absolutely inspired by him. To the point that I made a little slogan. I said, yo, if anything else come up in your life, I need you to carry along. <laughs> Real talk. Carry along. So he had all the excuses stacked against him. All the excuses. It was readily available. Choose one. What you want to choose? You want to choose height? You want to choose weight? You want to choose that you didn't get you know scouted to go to the NBA um in your high school season? Like, you know, LeBron, he's just like, oh, it's like he went from kindergarten to, like, doctorate it seemed like nba floor like how you want to you want to do the injuries which one you want to do you want to choose one he had all of the excuses he chose none he chose none and what got me was the commentators kept saying stuff they were continuing to say stuff he's not your guy this is ridiculous. He's not going to be able to do it without without Clay Thompson. You know, he got to have, he's too small. You know, he's not a finisher. He's not reliable. And they kept saying it and kept saying it. But you know what happened when I was watching certain things? Those same commentators, those same people that were speaking against him, the same people that were saying what he could not do, automatically were saying he's the best three-point guard in the game. Point guard, yo, he has set history. He, you know what, you can always depend on him. You can go ahead and throw him the ball he's oh and once again he finishes he finishes he does blah 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 and those same commentators that were saying a couple minutes ago a couple of more seasons ago a couple of years ago that said he couldn't now are singing his praise what happened because most of the time when you're waiting for people to change so that you can go ahead and show change it's too late you need to curry along make it that you like yo I know y'all still saying I can't finish I know y'all still talking about my weight and height I know y'all talking about the injury and in my done before I started. I know you're trying to give me the Grand Hill situation where you're like, oh does he have a particular injury that he can't recover from? I know y'all want to compare me, but what you don't understand is that God is doing a new thing. Behold watch this. Curry along. Curry along. When people are saying stuff we're not waiting no more because if I had the support, it don't matter if you had the support. It don't matter if you have naysayers because guess what? Those same people that has something to say God's going to give them breath so that they now have to say the new thing. We don't wait for situations to change. We change situations. People catch up. You understand? That was so dope that he, I love the fact that it's not even silent about like the documentaries actually show when they were talking down on him. Who wants to do a documentary and have the bad stuff with it? People that don't forsake small beginnings, people who understand that truly being humble is being reminded like, yo, you didn't have to be here. God chose this. This wasn't given to you. Okay. You were entrusted with this because God trusted you. But trust me, this wasn't uh, automatically in your cards. You see what I'm saying? There's something in that. There's something in that. I was so profoundly just inspired. I I was like, yo, this young man don't even know what he's doing. He's breaking all kind of barriers, sir. You were for real, for real, like family man. Like married your wife, had the kids, had the family situation. Like when I saw him win one of the most recent, uh, uh what was it? The, the yeah, the ch- championship. He was crying, and immediately with all the mics and cameras in his face, he was like, where's my family, man? Sir, you got all the people cheering for you, all the what, and he still understood what mattered. Where's my family? Maybe that's why God did what he, what he did with his life. Maybe it's one of those situations that it's like, yo, you don't have to understand. God sees that his character and his heart can sustain anything. And that is incredible. I literally sat with myself and I said, yo, if you really think about it, everybody has the opportunity to choose an excuse, to choose a hurdle, to choose a fill in the blank, whatever the discomfort or the, the inconvenience is, and they can rest on that. But while most people are resting on that particular situation, other people are excelling on it. Like you can make your pit home, or you could stay focused and remind yourself, I'm not supposed to be here so that you can see the palace. Which do you choose? What's your wiring? What kind of person are you? Cause you could be Moses. Moses told God, bruh, pick somebody else. I'm not your boy. I got the tongue twister situation happening when it comes to words, (laughs) like they probably not even going to believe me. Kind of like, you know, um, Moses was telling God, yo, you got the wrong one because my past is too tainted. And what he was really trying to say to God is I buried something in Egypt and it buried me. And he didn't have the courage enough to tell God I haven't forgiven myself. I've chose that particular excuse and chose to run to Midian, a completely different place. I have no idea where I'm at, but I'm going to go ahead and just get rested here because I would rather go somewhere new and foreign than to go back to what God called me to. That essentially was Moses. I'd rather run all the way over here than to get halfway close to what God is telling me to go to. That, That That's insane. So, yeah, people up uh, biblical and now have always chosen. Mm, I'm going to choose something different. Jonah, what do he do? He's like, mm, nope, not going to Nivea. I'm going to go that away. Yep, that's what I'm doing. It, it, it's not new. It, it's not, it, it literally is a human thing to do something or go somewhere where it's more comfortable or you feel like, no, it's going to be too challenging. What did the Israelites say? They were like, bro, when they spied out the land, it was like, uh, them folks is huge. Okay. And we felt like grasshoppers and very much given I'm not going over there. bro. it's so easy to, to find the landing spot of comfort and decide I'm consistent here. I'm content here yeah I'm not mm I' just, I uh, contentment is so tricky because to me what it really means is that that's where you decided to set up eh, it could it could be worse but I or and it could possibly be better, but I'd rather just stay right here. Contentment, if not truly understood and identified with authenticity, can literally look like. Did you choose the very next best thing? Like, yeah, the wilderness wasn't terrible, but it wasn't the palace. But how they looked at it is like, yeah, but it it also is in Egypt. Do you know when you come out the cave, everything looks light? Yeah, when you come out of somewhere dark, everything looks beautiful. When you come out of a terrible relationship, everybody looks like, oh, so much thoughtful. Whatever that person was lacking, everybody has that. Why? Because when you're deprived of something long enough, you'll start to see that you chose to be in a dark room. <laughs> There's a majority of the people don't have that issue. But then when you are ready to go ahead and go past that, if you have not grown in that particular area, you'll start to look back at Egypt like, oh, I kind of miss it. Why? Because you stayed in Egypt so long that now that it's time to go ahead and explore new things, half of your life, half of your time has been more devoted to Egypt than the promised land. So if you miss the promised land, are you really missing it? If you never had it, it's how some people actually think. Low key, whether they want to admit it or not. And so watching that, Curry was able to be like, yo, um, I'm going to surpass this. And I'm sure it would have been easier if he had an example of what that looked like. Was there anyone that was his stature and actually won? How did they win? Um, Let me get a mentor. I don't think he had any of that. He had a father that had a completely different set of genetics. His father's tall, kind of bulky. So can't get it from your dad. The one thing that he was able to get from his dad is like, yo, and without really questioning him. His dad saw an area that needed to be sharpened and was like, yo, you need to shoot different because the name of the game is to not gain what somebody else has is to strengthen what God already gave you. So buddy, if you're already small, you can't shoot small, meaning you can't shoot the ball from your, from your waist. If you already (laughs) are, uh, slender, then you don't need to be kind of going head to toe, going in the paint, driving and doing all that. No, you need to be half court shooting this ball because that's how you eliminate contact so that you don't have to be out the game every time somebody bumps into your shoulder and that was dislocated. Play to the strengths that God gave you. So many times people are playing to the tune of somebody else's song and then wondering why it don't sound good. Because the lyrics that God gave you don't go to that melody or that beat. When you truly learn... That you are not missing or lacking anything. That everything you ever need, God already gave you. That you don't need more people, more money, more resources, more nothing. That everything you have in you, you have right now. You can win with where you're at, with what God gave you right now. And if you need it more, God will give you more. And when you get to that point, you'll get to that point. Cross that bridge when you get to it. But where you're at now, you can get to the bridge. I'm telling you now that you have everything you need. And the Bible says you have not because you ask not. I think you have not because you didn't apply it. I think you have not because you didn't sharpen it. I think you have not because you have not even identified that you can win that way. Do you see what I'm saying? So I'm watching Curry and I'm like, yo, super inspired. And so I had to think, I'm like, yo, where in the Bible Cause someone have literally looked at their beginning and been like, nah, <laughs> can't go no further than this. And it was a whole bunch of examples I could have used, but I said that I was going to use uh Paul. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to just jump right into it. i want to read Acts chapter nine. You know, I read in the L- NLT version. So I'm going to take it from when, um, mm, kind of like the road, road to Damascus, right? When all was going on and and I'll just go ahead and just start at verse three. So chapter nine, verse three, talking about Paul. As he was approaching Damascus on this mission, a light from heaven suddenly shone down around him Four, he fell to the ground. and heard a voice saying to him, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? Five? Who are you, Lord? Saul asked. And the voice replied, I am Jesus. The one you are persecuting. 6. Now get up and go into the city, and you will be told what you must do. 7. The men with Saul stood speechless, for they heard the sound of someone's voice, but saw no one. 8. Saul picked himself off the ground, but when he opened his eyes, he was blind. So his companions led him by hand to Damascus. 9. He remained there blind for three days and did not eat or drink. 10. Now there was a believer in Damascus named Ananias. The Lord spoke to him in a vision calling, Ananias, yes, Lord, he replied. 11. The Lord said, go over to Straight Street to the house of Judas. When you get there, ask for a named man, Tarsus. Asked for a man from Tarsus named Saul. He is praying to me right now. 12. I have shown him a vision of a man named Ananias coming in and laying hands on him so he can see again. 13. But Lord, (laughs) exclaimed Ananias, I've heard many people talk about the terrible things this man has done to the believers in Jerusalem. Pause, because if you don't know, uh, Saul was killing them folks specifically Christians, if he was about that life, okay? <laughs> and Ananias is like, uh, sir, did you not look at your IG? Because like, you know. okay, resume, 14. And he is authorized by the leading priests to arrest everyone who calls upon your name. 15. But the Lord said, go, for Saul is my chosen instrument to take my message to the Gentiles and to the kings, as well as to the people of Israel. Sixteen, and I will show him how much he must suffer for my name's sake. Seventeen, so Ananias went and found Saul. He laid his hands on him and said, Brother Saul, the Lord Jesus, who appeared to you on the road, has sent me so that you might regain your sight and be filled with the Holy Spirit. Eighteen, instantly something like scales fell from Saul's eyes and he regained his sight. Then he got up and was baptized. 19. Afterward, he ate some food and regained his strength. Let me explain something to you. I don't know if you know, uh, but almost uh, a large portion of the New Testament is written by who? exact. It's written by Paul. This man was able to push through. People looking at him like, "Mm, wait a minute, wasn't you Ray Brandy's brother? (laughs) Like giving him that kind of eye. It literally was like, yo, how you do you know how much this man probably had to prove himself? So he was literally in the middle of like a terrible situation. Think about it it's two sides. You got the Christians super afraid of you because you've been killing them, sir and then you got uh the pharisees and all of them who bro you turned on us yeah that's a problem too so you wanted them now so where do you go to find rest when the two opposing sides oppose you shouts out to ananias for being like well if god said it let me go ahead and do it so sir i'm gonna just say real loud uh who I am, okay? Because I know you can't see me, but I need you to be real clear. Once you open your eyes, don't play with me. Um. Also, because he showed you in a vision. Okay, I'm gonna lay my hands on you. I'm gonna do what God said to do. But the moment you flinched, <laughs> probably went ahead and bought the sphere. But I'm gonna believe in God. But also, I'm believing the sphere too. By the way, but do you see what I'm saying? Like it. How much did Paul have to overcome? Was it something in? That it was so, it could have been so easy just to be afraid of like what everybody thinks and I don't fit anywhere and I don't have a family and, you know, I don't, I don't have a wife to support me and I don't have a legacy. And so it's my life going in vain and all the questions that could have plagued the average person, you know, what plagued him? Nothing. Being a champion for Christ knowing that how he started doesn't have to be how he finished. I don't know how old he was. I probably could have did some research, but I did not do it. But he, he was old enough to uh, have a life that uh, you should have had something going on by this time, right? But his life was devoted in the wrong direction for so long. But look what God did once he get went ahead and changed his operating system. There is something about knowing that even if you spent more than half of the time that you should have been there and in the wrong direction that once you give it over to God, that he can take you and excel you in ways that was never known. Like I literally admired the fact that Paul wasn't like, listen, um, you know, I'm embarrassed because I used to be Saul and what I no, you were Saul at one point, but you didn't remain that way. You saw at one point, but God went ahead and took you on a spiritual and physical fast because you couldn't see nothing, you couldn't eat nothing, you couldn't drink nothing for three days. And so God can do anything that He literally can do anything with a willing vessel. Cause Saul could have fought that. He could have been a blind Pharisee still killing people. Nothing changed except for the fact that when God was talking to Ananias, Paul or Saul at that time was talking to God. Who are you entrusting your life with? Who are you asking for direction with? Who is the person that you're looking at all the things that are stacked up against you and saying, yo, this is not how my life is supposed to turn out. Like I'm going to just, do you just rest on Eh, you know, I did the best that I could with what I had. Or do you do something different and put it in God's hands? With both Saul turning into Paul and Steph Curry, the one thing that they had in common is that they talked to God and they followed what God said to do. Literally, who else could have bought this short, slim, ankle-issue, injury-having person and make him break historical records so that he will be the greatest point guard of all time. Who else can take someone with a faulty past, with a prior name that was killing Christians and doing all other things, switch his name to Paul, one letter short of what he used to be, and make him one of the greatest Christians Apostle of all time, that he wrote most of the New Testament than anybody ever could. Who else can do that but God? So, what am I saying? Stop looking at your circumstances, past, present, future, whatever stop looking at all your shortcomings stop looking at what people will remember stop looking at the fact that you know what there's no way I can outlive the goal is not to outlive what you've done the goal is not to outlive the fact that God gave you something to do and you didn't get to it yet yeah we're not looking that you spent the first first second and some of the third quarter just doing whatever you wanted the game stops at all the bottom of the fourth, you understand? And so if God is entrusting you with the whole game worth, then even if you decided authentically, to seek him and do it his way. You can still be a champion. You can still break records. You can still obtain the thing that he gave in your heart. You can still be that wife. You can still go ahead and get that particular accolade. It's not too late to go back to school. It's not too late to write that particular book. Whatever he said to do, that business, that child, that whatever, it's not too late, but you got to hand over your operating system to the only person that can truly change that. We don't wait for circumstances to change. We don't wait for people to change their mind. We don't wait for the money to make sense. we hand over the only thing that we can hand over is God. I'm giving you my life. I'm giving you my operating system. I'm literally going to lay prostrate in front of you, Lord, and say, I want to do what you have, have me to do. And whatever it is, I'm entrusting that when this buzzer go off, that I'm a champion for Christ, if anything else, a champion for Christ. You can win in your lane, even if you drove there slowly, even if you were in the wrong direction for most of the, it does not matter. You have to understand that God champions the underdog. Everyone, the most of the the brilliance and the greats, and on the faith of the the Hall of Fame on the Hebrews eleven, most of them they're beginning. You're like Abraham. Why you just didn't believe that God was going to give you Isaac? Why you just didn't hold out? Why you had to go ahead and do that whole thing with Hagar and all that? Like really? Because Peter, you you got a temper. Like I don't understand. Like Moses, you you murdered a person. Like I don't really. It, it's so many things that we can point out. But guess what? No one really harps on what you did when what you've done is so beautiful for, for the kingdom. And even if they did, who who is harping on something that matters? <laughs> you see what I'm saying? It's like, bro, I wish somebody would once you, know, you, you get to a certain, that's like somebody coming up to Steph Curry now. And saying, yeah, but remember, you you, you didn't get scouted in high school. Like, bro, I break records now. Like, that's what you brought up? Yeah, I need you to see that for your life. I need you to start seeing, like, when people bring up, like, oh, you used to date so-and-so. So? But look who I'm married to now. <laughs> okay? Yeah, but you got more than, you know, you got a couple of kids. So? And guess how, look how successful we all are now yeah, but you know your father and your mother and you so see the thing about life and the thing about stories is that I get to add to my chapter. So while you still on chapter two, catch up Papa because I'm in 20. <laughs> you understand? Like yo, I, I hate to be a cocky Christian, but sometimes you need to pop your collar like listen, I ne- God has never lost a battle ever. So if you think you're gonna win the battle of my mind, Bro, please. <laughs> you understand? Like, I'm not, I, I will hand this whole thing over to God and be like, hey, do what you do, big bro." Because, like, um, the people talking about your anointed. hmm The Bible says, touch not my anointed. Yeah, so you you may want to go handle that. Listen, between that's between you and the Lord. I don't even want to play. But what I'm trying to drive home and what Steph Curry <laughs> has truly stirred up in me is, curry along. Stop letting these folks stack up, even if it's truth. Stack up pins against you. Were you starting to doubt yourself? Because, yeah, short people usually don't make it to the NBA. Yeah, a certain height really doesn't make, you know, break records and stuff in the NBA. Yeah, but you know what? Did you play to your advantage? Or did you die on your disadvantage? Rebuke that in the name of Jesus. Did you maximize and strengthen your advantage? Or did the disadvantages bury your emotions to the point that you couldn't even sprout, grow through it? Oh, what a terrible chapter that reads. And so i bind that in the name of Jesus. I pray that whatever God has for you, that you will go ahead and play to your advantage. You can be the first to actually win in that kind of way. There's, there's been a lot of firsts in the past. There's going to be a lot of firsts in the future and might as well be you. So go ahead and be the first in your family to fill in a blank. Go ahead and be the first one in your company to fill in a blank. Go ahead and be the first one in your particular age bracket that fills in a blank. Go ahead and be, listen, be the first, be courageous enough to want to be the first and raise your hand. And tell God I'm willing to be the first for you do you understand that when things come against you I need you to go ahead and repeat to yourself I'm going to curry along because if you don't curry you're gonna get buried and we don't do that do we okay but listen um I feel like you got what you needed mm-hmm you know these conversations are right Right. There are life provoking conversations, conversations that not the average person's going to have with you, but who your favorite homegirl. I'm going to say it three times. Cause I literally want you to remember it. I want you to write it down. But even if you don't, I want this to be in your ear that it gets down to your soul. By the time that you hang up from me, curry along, curry along, curry along period. I'm gonna let you let me go. Later. Oh, wait, before you go, uh, let me go ahead and just remind you again, that you need to be looking at creative to multiply.com very much created the number two multiply.com. Oh, and you know, your girl got a Patreon now, right? Mm hmm. When you go to the website, you'll see all of that. So very much go. Okay. Now, I'm going to go ahead and let you let me go later.